You're listening to a Mint podcast brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello listeners. Welcome to the latest episode of Why Not Mint Money. I'm your host Jash Kriplani. This is the time of the year to make sure that all your tax saving investment is done and dusted. In today's episode we chat with Vijay Kupa CEO of Incred Money on what makes ELSS mutual funds attractive for investors that are looking to make their tax saving investments. Welcome to Why Not Mint Money, a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth. So let's get started with your money journey. Hi Vijay, welcome to the latest episode of Why Not Mint Money. We wanted to chat with you today about a uh, tax saving and more specifically ELSS funds so vijay to start off with can you tell us what is an ELSS fund and what are the advantages of investing in ELSS compared to other tax saving instruments sure thank you jash for having me in this episode so ELSS stands for equity linked saving schemes so you get tax benefit under section 80c of the income tax act where you can get on your investment amount in certain investment products you can get up to 1.5 lakh of uh, tax deduction now what are those provident fund elss for for equity uh, sukanya samriddhi so there are variety of options that people can do but for those who are looking for equity linked exposure and getting tax saving on it elss is the main option for them so you could invest in these schemes and elss are nothing but simple mutual fund schemes they are equity mutual fund schemes at their heart it's just that they also give additional tax deduction what is unique among these schemes is that there is a lock in of up to 3 years but when compared to the other products that under this atc category fixed up bank fixed deposits are uh, tax saving fixed deposits have a lock in of 5 years so ppf much more elss relatively has the least amount of lock in but it has 3 year lock in If you compare it with a simple regular mutual fund, there is no lock-in. There is only an exit load. But here you have to keep your funds for three years. So at its heart, ELSS is nothing but a mutual fund scheme on which you get tax deduction under Section 80C. And whatever amount you invest under it, up to a amount of total of 1.5 lakh, will be deducted from your taxable income, and hence you get some saving on it. Right. And what to look for when somebody wants to consider an ELSS fund? What should be there? considerations and how different it is going to be vis-a-vis picking up a regular mutual fund so so every mutual fund house 45 watt are there all of them offer elss as a scheme so actually to be honest there is not much difference between how you would put a normal equity fund and this because even elss funds 45 watt schemes come in different shapes and sizes so you have got some elss schemes that are focused on large cap stocks and large cap underlying some that are focused on mid cap and small cap some that are index linked some that are psu focused some that are multi cap so just as you've got a wide variety in any equity scheme even here your similar kind of a selection is made based on what the scheme underlying is so the first step that any user has to do is decide what his as current asset allocation is and what does he want to achieve for example suppose they have a lot of exposure to small and mid cap in general then it's very good to diversify and invest in a large cap ells scheme or an index large cap index elss scheme however if they are very heavy in say large cap funds then they can look for a more momentum driven or a more mid and small cap kind of an elss scheme so they should look at what their portfolio currently is looking like 
and then try to find something among those 45 watt schemes that can fit and diversify the entire portfolio sure and Vijay, what about the mode of investing? Should it be SIPs, that is systematic investment plans or lump sum investments as most people do this at right at the end of the financial year to make most of the ATC deductions that are available or to fill any shortfall in their ATC limits? Right. So again, it's very similar to when you do a mutual fund investment, would you rather do lump sum or rather do SIP? So in general, you would do lump sum when you are a little bit of an expert or you have you know you have a view on the market that you think this is a good level to enter but that's not for the majority of the audience in general doing an sip is a much more safer way because you get an average weighted price across each of the installments that you do so for a typical investor the recommendation is do an sip so even in elss schemes i would say that you know you should do an sip over 12 installments of the year all adding up to, you know, you get 12 different entry points during the year and you ensure that you reach your limit. However, if you have a view that, you know, markets are falling or, you know, this is a good point, if you have that expertise, then you can also do lump sum. Sure, sure. Uh, and should you necessarily exit after three years of lock-in or stay put to make most of the equity compounding that you can get via... So the tax uh, requirement is that you have to remain invested for three years. So after three years there is no more incremental tax benefit that you get. Whether you keep for 3 or 5 or 10, it is the same. So the evaluation for you after 3 years is that is this scheme a good scheme for the subsequent future? And is there any other alternative in the market that you could book and you could reinvest in? Now, of course, every time you come out from an ELSS scheme, you'll have to pay the you know long-term capital gains tax on the gains that you have made. However, if there are other schemes in the market that are doing much better, you can move to them or you can continue and it becomes just like any other equity investment that you're holding on to. In general, it is good to keep holding on to equity investments for the long term because that's where compounding effect comes that you make real money. However, the tax angle is over. Now it is just any other mutual fund scheme and then you can evaluate it from that point of view. Sure. Uh, and that is a good way to uh, segue into my second question. Uh, that is, uh, people typically don't monitor ELSS like any other mutual funds that they would typically monitor. Uh, is that a right approach or uh, should people uh, keep regular checks and balances when it comes to ELSS? So for the first three years of an investment, you don't have a choice. You have to remain invested. So whether you look at it or not, it doesn't make too much of a difference. However, after the three-year period is completed, people should evaluate it as part of their regular portfolio planning, just as they would do any other scheme. So until three years, you don't have to look at it. But after three years, look at it regularly and see if it compares up with the other schemes in the market. And just as you would do a portfolio balancing, you can decide to come out of this and move into any other scheme. Sure, sure. And ultimately, this is a pure equity product, right? So can you talk to us more about the risk that comes with an equity-linked tax-saving product compared to a, say, fixed-income tax-saving product like, say, PPF or tax-saving bonds, etc. So, so equity typically have a lot more volatility. So, it could happen that after three years, you are where you are exactly, you know, you don't make any returns on your investment or, you know, it could also go into loss because it has equity exposure. That being said, that equity usually has done well if it is linked to the country's growth, if you believe that the long-term India story is intact, then over the long term, definitely you make money in equity. Three years is a good time. It's not very short. It is not very long. 
if you i mean sometimes it could get bad luck that your third year ending falls into say a covid like period in which case you see a dip in your earnings however you can still hold on because fundamentally it's an equity scheme uh, and over long term it makes money so point number 1 you will face some volatility in your nav and your returns so best is to hold on for the long term where it starts yielding returns second you have to be you know the duration you can't look at it you know the way you look at it a fixed income instrument because in if you put it in a bank deposit tax saving bank deposit you are going to get that 6% 7% steadily every year there is no doubt about that here you can end up getting 10 12% but of course you may not make any returns in 4 years out of 5 and in the 5th year you make like 100% returns so that kind of volatility of returns is something that you should keep in mind but however if you are staying for about 4 to 5 years you will end up making much higher returns than a fixed income tax saving instrument sure sure and which i also often people are trying to figure out what's the next best ELSS that they can invest in and after one year of sips you know probably they are not happy with the returns then next year they want to switch to another ELSS is this a good approach or this should be avoided what's your advice for the investors so first thing is when you are starting your investment try to do as much research as possible so that you enter into a scheme that will perform for you over the longer term see because it's like any other equity scheme and there is a fund manager typically some fund managers because of their style tend to do well in some markets so there are some schemes that are focused on large caps for example so they may not do as well as say mid and small caps are doing like in the current environment however if you wait for a cycle which means that if you go through over a period of time all these tend to normalize and you end up doing well so if you have invested if you're doing an sip in a particular scheme and the first year has not done well you should not worry because assuming that you have picked the right scheme when you entered into it you just need to wait for the cycle to play out and for the fund manager and the scheme to start performing again because after one year of down performance if you then move out maybe this is the right time for him to start performing and then you will lose out on the upside because you have only taken the downside so i would say okay. rather than looking at what the actual performance is it should be based on what your research has said about the particular scheme about the overall economy and outlook and if your original hypothesis still stays true then you should continue investing in those schemes right uh, and vijay like we are repeatedly saying here and highlighting the fact that there are about 40 odd elss funds in the industry uh, so any thumb rules out there uh, that investors can use to quickly uh, understand uh, how this fund has performed over the years should they look at a certain periods uh, of long term returns or uh, you know any particular ratios you would like to share like sharp ratio or anything else you think can help to you know for them to have a quick understanding whether this fund is right for them or not okay so so the quick understanding is basically looking at past returns i think that is one of the parameters it should not be your entire strategy so given that there is a 3 year lock in in these schemes you are essentially looking at a time horizon of at least 3 years so investors can look at 3 5 and 10 year return of uh, ELSS schemes because over 10 years you also go through a few cycles and then they can determine based on who is consistently performing say over the top say in the top 5 schemes over the last each of these three periods and they can have a fund manager in the scheme whom they are comfortable with and they know that he is a good performer so that is a big point but that is the easiest thing that they can do but the second and the more important thing they should look at is how does that scheme fit into their overall asset allocation for example we have a quant lss scheme which which is doing very well recently 
what is unique about that scheme is that it has a very high turnover ratio uh, what that means is that the fund manager is a very good trader and they're able to uh, play on the trend and momentum and quickly enter and exit so that is a unique skill set that they have and they're doing very well over the recent few years and it's a top performing scheme if you look at say a bandhan ELSA scheme bandhan ELSA scheme is a large cap solid reliable steady scheme it may not do so well in relatively so well in such a booming market but it will do consistently well throughout to get this knowledge probably they need to do a little more research probably they may need to consult their advisor but if they can also do this then they will also know what they are getting into because even ELSA schemes give very very wide range of returns also they take different risks so if they could do the second part that will also be helpful because then they'll get a proper picture about what they're getting into i think that's a good way to end this episode thanks a lot for joining us today and sharing your valuable insights i'm sure this will really come in handy for our listeners especially this time of the year when they need to make their tax saving investments thank you thank you listeners for joining us today if you liked this episode and would like to hear to more such interesting conversations Do log in to our channel Why Not Mint Money on Spotify where you'd always find me omnipresent. Also, if you have any new ideas or suggestions, you can DM me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at the rate Jash Kriplani that is J A S H K R I P L A N I. You can always reach out to us over the email. Our email ID is mintmoney@theratelymint.com. Stay updated on this podcast. Follow us at HD Smartcast on all the major social media platforms. To listen to more such podcasts, log on to www.hdsmartcast.com. Hold up. 